The following podcast is sponsored by StructureTech. So to take a step back, let's just talk about ice dams. What causes an ice dam in the first place? When you have heat that's escaping from your house into the attic, that heat can warm up the roof deck. And what happens when the roof deck gets warm? The snow melts, right? And then that water will refreeze at the eave, the soffit, where it's cold. And you can get an actual dam of ice, right? that builds up and then the real issue is when snow continues to melt and that liquid water builds up behind that dam of ice and that water can find its way up through into the attic space through the shingles. This is Structure Talk, a podcast from Minnesota's most highly rated home inspection company, Structure Tech. We're the people who do home forensics and deliver the unbiased truth about your property. Structure Talk is hosted by our home inspection specialists, Ruben Saltzman, Tessa Murray, and Bill Ulrich. On last episode, we talked about storing half houses, and the issue of ice dams came up. So we really want to drill into that today, and let's get to the bottom of ice dams. And, you know, Bill, I, I know it seems weird talking about ice dams in the middle of summer. It seems like this can't be on anybody's mind, but it ties into what we were talking about last week. And not only that, but I just got an email from somebody mm. asking about this. And I just want to read this while we're doing this right now. Is Joel says, certainly the biggest concern I always have is finding a quality contractor to address the problems and doing the problem solving that you talk about. So I want to address ice dams in winter by sealing my attic air leaks and redoing the insulation. And I'm going to hire someone to do it. But if I go up there and watch them, Is that the only way to know that it's done properly? And are they also going to cap the ceiling lights? And what else should I be looking for? And I thought, I've got one of the most knowledgeable people, period, when it comes to fixing this stuff, doing the podcast with us. I should just throw this over to Tessa and and talk about what all happens when you're specking work to have your attic re-insulated and have your ice dams fixed. And I mean, just just to back up on this, this is how I found Tessa. This is how she joined our team. (laughs) We were doing a ton of ice dam inspections back in 2009, 10, 11, and I was referring an insulation contractor, but I needed somebody else to work with. I I wanted somebody really good. And I ended up interviewing different insulation companies. I found the company Tesla was working for. I mean, they knocked it out of the park. They were so knowledgeable. Uh, Yeah, Cocoon. And I said, I'm going to refer these guys from now on because they know what they're doing. They understand the whole thing. And that's how I ended up meeting Tessa. So you said, Joel, he asked you that question about what he should be looking for to make sure the work is done properly. Yeah. And I wish I could answer that in a short, short way. And I wish I could say there's a black or white answer you mean for that. You there's not an attic insulation and air sealing playbook that oh, man. everybody's using? It is a lot more complicated than that. So to take a step back, let's just talk about ice dams. What causes an ice dam in the first place? Well, if you have heat. Gutters? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, how many times have I heard that? Yeah, it's not gutter. So when you have heat that's escaping from your house into the attic, that heat can warm up the roof deck. And what happens when the roof deck gets warm? The snow melts, right? And then that water will refreeze at the eave, the soffit, where it's cold. And you can get an actual dam of ice, right? And that builds up. And then the real issue is when 
snow continues to melt and that liquid water builds up behind that dam of ice and that water can find its way up through into the attic space through the shingles. So that's the problem with yeah, ice dams. Won't the ice and water shield stop it? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it does, but I've seen so many houses that do have ice and water and they still have water intrusion from ice dams. Yeah, yeah just so everybody knows, ice and water shield is a product that is, it goes underneath the shingles and generally it's it's applied on the maybe first three to six feet of your roof and then then they go to normal tar paper after mm-hmm. that but it, it's extra thick and when the nails go through it they're supposed to adhere and it's a great product but it doesn't solve all the problems even the manufacturers don't claim that it's going to do mm-hmm. that they call it a first line of defense right that's it. right so that that's how ice dams form so how do you prevent ice dams from happening well you go to the root cause you stop the heat loss right from you stop the heat from getting from the house into the attic. So how do you do that? Well, a lot of people think, oh, I'll just blow in more insulation. I just need more insulation. That's my problem. So they hire an insulation contractor to come out. They blow in more insulation. You know what? Sometimes that can actually make the problem worse. Yeah. You know why? Less space for air to move. That can be one reason. So if you take an attic that used to have good airflow, there was good attic ventilation, so air was coming up through the eave and then circulating through the attic and leaving through the uh, exhaust vents along the peak, that would help you know reduce the heat buildup in the attic. And if you blow in a ton of insulation, I've seen this happen a lot, now that insulation is so deep that it blocks the vent chutes and it blocks the airflow at the eave, and so you don't have great ventilation anymore. That's one potential problem. Another is, too, if, if you add a lot of insulation up into that attic, now, without doing any air sealing, you're still going to have some of that warm, humid air leaking up into the attic space, and now that you've added a bunch of insulation, the temperature of that roof deck is going to be much cooler. So what happens when you have a cooler surface temperature? Well, your potential for condensation increases, and you can actually get more moisture buildup in your attic than you had before, and that can lead to frost in your attic and what we call a raining attic syndrome, too. Yeah. Yeah. So every year, two or three times a year, during the middle of the winter, structure text phones will just blow up after Mm -hmm. the first 35 below zero three-day stretch followed by a 32 or above stretch. Everybody's got water raining out of their can lights in their attics. And mm-hmm. what's wrong? Well, my roof is leaking. No, it's not leaking. And they call the roofer and blame yes. them. Yeah, it's yes. got nothing to do with your roof. It has everything to do with all the condensation that mm-hmm. developed in the form of yeah. frost that right. was just fine when it was cold. But right. then once it warmed up, it started running. Yeah. It turned to liquid water. Exactly. So how does that moisture get into your attic in the first place? Well, we talked about this on the previous episode, but attic bypasses. So attic bypasses are... Any little holes or leaks you have in that ceiling or wall that separates the conditioned space to the unconditioned attic space. So electrical penetrations, can recessed can lights, those are huge sources of, of heat loss and air leakage into the attic. And all that warm air in the house in the wintertime is going to be finding its way into the attic through those attic bypasses because heat rises, it's just physics, right? So all that warm, moist air is pushing up through these attic bypasses and getting into this attic space. And if you have a lot of air leakage and if you have higher humidity levels in your house, you can really create a bunch of problems, moisture-related problems in your attic. Tessa, that's an awesome detailed explanation of this. We got to take a break, but when we get back, let's talk about what homeowners can do to actually fix all this stuff. Are you looking for peace of mind when it comes to buying a home? StructureTech is on the case. 
At StructureTech, we provide a comprehensive menu of inspection services so you can make the most intelligent decision on your home purchase. We also offer radon testing, mainline sewer inspections, level two chimney inspections, and specialized stucco inspections. StructureTech, delivering the unbiased truth. Please visit us online at StructureTech1.com. You're listening to Structure Talk, brought to you by Structure Tech, the most highly rated home inspection company in the Midwest. Delivering to you the unbiased truth about your home. So Tess, we're back, but real quick, before we get into this, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta ask you this. I heard you say heat rises. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so technically that is not correct. So you're right. Heat always moves to cold, right? So it can move in any direction, but warm air rises. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Why yeah. does that bother people so much? It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I just know that it bothered Tessa. And if Tessa, t- Tessa's yeah. going to hear herself say this later. Thanks, Ruben. And she's going to kick herself. So yeah. I have to make my uh, professors proud. I do understand the physics. Thank you, <laughs> Pat Hillman. Yeah. No, but going back to how to fix these problems, right? Okay. So every house, unless it's been... 100% air sealed by an expert is going to have these these places where that warm air can get into the attic and the moisture and create problems. So how do you know if your house is having that issue? Well, one, you'll probably have ice dams. You could have frost in the attic. You might have had water stains or drip marks show up on the ceiling, like Bill said, after a really long cold spell. And then all of a sudden we get one warm day and you see these stains show up in your ceiling. You have no idea what's happening. It's not a roof leak. It's all the frost in your attic that's melting and dripping back down onto the ceiling, right? Or you can even pop your head up in the attic and take a look at the roof decking. And if you see dark staining, even white staining, that's a sign that you've you've got moisture up there and you need to do something about it. So if you're going to hire somebody to come out and fix it, what are they going to do? I mean, specifically. Specifically, they're going to have a human go into these attic spaces and dig them out and find all these little pathways where air is leaking from the house into the attic and physically seal them up. Usually they use spray foam. Okay. And how do they access all this? I mean, do they just know where to look or are you going to have somebody come out there and just push all the insulation Mm -hmm. to half of the attic and Mm -hmm. so it's just completely exposed? How how is that going to work? That's a great question. And I'd say, I, you know, it's different for every contractor. So there are some seasoned contractors who have done air sealing for a really long time and they kind of know where to look in an attic to find these major attic bypasses. A lot of times it's it's obvious places, right? Like it's around a bee vent or a chimney. So they know to go to these places and plumbing vents and dig them out and seal them. But that's no guarantee that you're going to get all of them. A lot of times there's no way that you can just kind of hunt and dig in random places and find them all. You have to remove all the insulation to find them and then seal them. And it wasn't common back in the day for people to seal up and cock around these openings, no. right? So no. you'd have a chimney that uh, you have a round chimney that might go through a square hole and it's mm-hmm. just a, it's like a it's highway a, of yeah. air moving through exactly. there. Exactly. Yep. Yep. A lot of air leakage. So you can hire an insulation contractor to come out and they have different ways of finding these air leaks. But what we used to do when I worked at Cocoon is we would use a blower door and an infrared camera. And how that works, a blower door is basically a, a tool you can use to 
depressurize a house. And so it's like a, a big fan that you set up in a temporary door and you turn that fan on and it sucks all the air out of the house and you depressurize the house. And by doing that, you're pulling in all of the outside air through all the little cracks and leaks in the building envelope. And if you've got a temperature difference between inside and outside, you can use that infrared camera to scan the ceiling and the walls and find where those cracks and leaks are. That then gives you a roadmap of to where these air leaks are happening and where you need to do the air sealing. Is it fair to say that's the easy part of that project? I would say that is very true, Bill. Yes. So back to Joel's question, how, how does he make sure they're doing everything right? Well, part of the problem is in these, a lot of times these story and a half houses, you've got air leakage happening in places you just can't really get to. You physically uh-huh. can't get to them. So these houses, a lot of times you can send someone into these side attics or an upper peak attic and they can seal what they can get to, but you've got air leakage happening in a lot of other places that you physically can't get to unless you were to remove the roof or remove the interior finishes, you're still going to have some air leakage in those spots. Are you ever better off to just let it leak? I mean, are you chasing your tail to a degree? You know, there are some situations I've seen where we've gone into a house and we've air sealed portions of it. And remember what I said about unintended consequences? You air seal one portion of the attic and now the air leakage is occurring worse in another area that you haven't air sealed and now you create a moisture problem in, in that area. So I have seen it create problems. So really I would say it, it's about getting a contractor who understands the house as a system and can evaluate the whole house and develop a strategy for air sealing and insulation and to kind of do a, the best that you can do on that house without creating problems, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's, there's so many varying levels of quality for yeah. work that's done. I mean, I have a friend, she lives in a townhome and mm-hmm. she just sent me, she said, she just sent me some quotes. She's like, who's doing it right? And it was all these different quotes from insulation contractors. And, you know, one said they're going to seal all the accessible bypasses mm-hmm. and bring it up to R49 for the mm-hmm. insulation. They're going to seal the attic access hatch and do all this. I'm like, yeah, that's, that sounds pretty good. But then the next person was like, oh, and we're also going to build boxes for all the recessed light. And we're also going to beef up the insulation at the eaves with closed cell foam because mm-hmm. there's not enough room mm-hmm. for traditional insulation there and I'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's that's even better that's right. great right and both of them are legal right all, all the state requires is that if insulation is being added and side note this is an important thing to know if you, if you have an insulation added the state requires the insulation contractor to perform air sealing I mean, that is law all right Tessa what's the right way to interview a contractor and make sure you're getting the right person to mm-hmm. complete your project that's a great question I would say if you are looking to make some improvements in your house make sure that you interview your insulation contractor and that they at least mention and talk to you about air sealing because if they're just gonna blow in insulation they're not going to be fixing the problem they need to do air sealing as well no Tessa d- Taking the other side of it, I mean, I can't imagine there's a single insulation contractor out there today who's not going to bring up air sealing. I mean, this is the law. They have to at least bring it up. Is there anything else that they should be talking about that's going to tip you off to to let you know that, mm-hmm. look, they just have a cursory understanding of this mm-hmm. and they're just saying this because they have to? Yeah. What's some good stuff that they might bring up? As a homeowner, you may not like to hear this. So from a sales perspective, you know that you're getting a an honest contractor when they 
they bring these things up. So one would be unintended consequences, like you said. By doing all this air sealing work in your house, you can create problems with moisture, mold, indoor air quality. And so you might need to add some additional ventilation for your house. It could be an HRV, ERV system, a bath fan, what have you. You can also create problems with backdrafting water heaters. So if you've got a Mm -hmm. natural draft water heater and you air seal your house, you make it a lot more airtight. Sometimes that can cause your water heater to backdraft and that's a health and safety issue because there's carbon monoxide in the exhaust gas. So if you're talking to to an insulation contractor and they start talking to you about needing to add another fan or replace your water heater, that's actually very impressive. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes. It means they know what they're doing. They understand houses as a whole. Mm -hmm. They're not just a insulation contractor, one and done and I'm out of here on to the next. And the other thing I would say too um, is that depending on your house, they may or may not be able to guarantee that you won't have ice dams. So there were a lot of story and a half houses that we worked on. And unless you're going to do all that crazy work we talked about before, you can you can make some of these areas better by air sealing and insulate the spots that you can actually physically get to, but you can't fix the slants, you can't fix other areas. And so we would never guarantee to these homeowners that the problems would be completely resolved, even with the work that we did. You know, Tess, real quick, just to kind of answer one of the questions we had at the beginning here. What about recess lights? What mm-hmm. would you have done with those? That's a great question. If you got a recess can light, you should have basically a a box of rigid foam insulation built so that it can go over top of that can light in the attic. And then you need to air seal that insulation box to the attic floor. That's the second part of it. So you can't just put the box over the, the can light. You have to spray foam around it to air seal it as well. Now, I know when you were specking the work, that was about all there was. Within the last five years or so, there's been a bunch of products that have kind of cropped up to take the place of these insulated boxes that are that are basically made on site. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about some of those products you can buy at the store today? I'd have to look at them. That's a good question, Ruben, because I haven't seen what they look like with an infrared camera and a blower door test. Uh, okay. All right. So yeah. maybe, details. Yeah. maybe. They're probably right. better than nothing. They're okay. probably better than nothing. Uh, All right. of this work seems very labor intensive. It, feels, it, it is. It's, oh, it's, it's hard messy. work. You're on your stomach yeah. crawling across an yeah. attic trying not to fall through the ceiling. Yeah, squeezing in tight spaces, working in all that insulation. It's it's very hard. It's very difficult to do that. I'll have people say, oh, yeah, well, I've been thinking about fixing it, but, I mean, we don't want to do it in the winter. We want to wait till it's warmer. And I'm like, no, you definitely <laughs> want to do it in, <laughs> in the, the winter. winter. <laughs> it's going to be unbearable up there once it gets to about 70 degrees outside. It feels like the ratio of man hours to supplies and these kinds of repairs is uh, about 90 to 10. <laughs> mostly <laughs> mostly people hours up there, and uh, the rest is just uh, a minimal amount of supplies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Hey, Ruben, how much do you think it's going to cost to do this air sealing and insulation? Average price. I've talked to a lot of contractors out there, and it doesn't vary that much. It's typically between about 2 and $4 a square foot. So if you've got a one-story, 1,000-square-foot house, 1,000 square feet, and then you multiply that times somewhere between 2 and 4, that's about what you can expect to pay to have somebody do all the air sealing mm-hmm. and insulate it to today's standards. On a standard house with a flat ceiling. This yeah. is not a story yeah, and a half house. Yeah, where you can access it. Story and a half houses, you can't fix those. I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Ruben, I know you blogged a ton about this information. Can you tell us where to get this? Yeah, you can go to our website if you type in 
Structure Tech blog or Ruben's Home Inspection blog. I have a ton of information about everything we talked about today. And if you're a homeowner and you want to know the unbiased truth about what's causing these problems, you want someone to come in and tell you, here's the issue and here's what to do to fix it. We do that. We do single item inspections. I've probably done hundreds of these for homeowners who have ice dams and attic problems. Tessa, mm-hmm. I know you're basically taking over. I don't really do these anymore. Now you're the one doing it. It was all a of busy them. winter this past winter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you Tons did a lot of, those. of inspections about ice dams, moisture in the attic, all that. Yeah. So we are for hire. Clearly, it's important that anybody in a real estate transaction consider a home inspection. And it doesn't matter where the house is in its life cycle. It's super important that you find a qualified home inspection expert to come out and do a thorough evaluation of the real estate you're considering. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech1.com.